Ryan, I am tired. Me too, actually, man. Today was a chill, lazy day for me. Oh, you're the good kind of tired? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I, I'm tired from a busy week, and I know it's the start of the week, but... It feels like it's Friday from, for some reason. I'm tired of the last week. Uh, we had some, we had a long D&D combat session, then I had, I had work, you know, and then I, I uh, class, but today I had some Froyo. I Dude. love me some good Froyo. So hold on, we went to get Froyo one time when I was down there, didn't we? Yeah. Was that I your think. first time having it? No, I've had Froyo a okay. lot. I, I, in my hometown is a, a great a uh, great store there. I'm gonna shout them out because I think they're. I don't think they're local. Don't dox your parents. Uh, no, it's not. It's not a local place, but it's called Spoons, and their slogan is "Come spoon with us." Now, imagine you're a, a middle schooler, right? And you go to this this spoon place, this this froyo place, and you buy yourself a t. I guess your parents buy yourself a t-shirt, and now you're a ten year old child walking around with a shirt that says "Come spoon with us." It's a little weird, uh, but a lot of people did that. I remember my middle school and high school were filled with kids wearing that T-shirt. Ten-year-old. I think that's, you know, it doesn't matter, but I think that's elementary school, at least within the okay. U.S. here. All right. Well, I think I it's like, I think it's like 11 to 14 or something like that. Somewhere when's, around there. Wait, when's, um, so there's elementary school, then it's intermediate or middle school, and what? then it's high, right? Yeah, middle school. What do you, what do you mean? Yeah. You did this. Well, let me tell you. So, so my 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 town had uh, elementary one to four, then had five and six, and it's separate in a separate school. And then across the street was six and seven, and then it was eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Did you live in a small area? No, 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 no. I mean, I knew of schools that had like this is our middle school, and they've got like a sanctioned off place for the elementary school, and it's all connected. Well, they were separate schools. There were two separate schools just across the street from each other. No, for for me, it was. Uh, I mean, I did pre-K and then you had kindergarten and then you had elementary. So that's one through five. Mm. And the middle yeah. school was. Wait, elementary is one through five for you? Yes. That's the typical thing. It's one through five. Interesting. Yes. And the middle is just six, seven, eight. And then high school are the last numbers until 12. So I can't high count. school for you, your high school only had three grades in it? Four. Three? Well, you. Hold on. Yeah, it's four. It's okay. a 12. Yeah, but you said. 9, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> Doing oh. combat is a nightmare for me, dude. I have to have calculators everywhere. No, oh it's, my God. it's middle school is no, you're 4, right. 5, you're 6. Right. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. I don't want to do math anymore. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah is, I, 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 I see you. But that, yeah. those those grades were the bomb. Now after, So once you get out of elementary school, that's when you start getting a little bit of freedom. They take the reins off just a little bit. I remember... They let they let you kind of walk yourself to class in some places after you know, once they once you build that trust. Um, I, from my 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 school, we had to carry around a bucket, and it was like it was like our locker. This bucket had everything we needed inside of it. We didn't have lockers there, so that's uh, we, we just didn't get them around either. They were bucket. in the school; they just didn't let us use them. And then you had four square, four squares, Dude. four squares a bop. Dude. I didn't play. I was the referee because I was not good enough and I didn't have enough friends. So I was the guy who was calling all the shots and annoying everybody. You were like, do cherry bomb now. Into the cherry. See, the best way to play four square. Go for corners. Well, I mean, I just mean like rule wise. You just got to keep it simple. 
You can't have all the. If someone gets on the King Square and they're like, "All right, here's all here's all the things you can do," and they just they talk, it sounds like they're talking about like some candy store. That's when you know you should probably go to a different square. I mean, this this no. kid's serious. It's cutthroat, man. That's how the real world is. Cherry bombs. Get Cherry bombs. No, there was a really really bad wipeout I had. You know, you see all those cartoons or like movies where you've got a stunt double like walking backwards and they flip over a bench i pretty much did that it was one of the worst like falls i've ever had in my life trying to catch a cherry bomb just whoop little short me perfectly equilibrium to just like seesaw over this chair it was a bad time the opposite of those were like called um not baby drops were they where you just like like, walk up and then just and just oh those are stupid (laughs) i was a camp counselor and there were kids that did stuff like that and i just wanted to shove the ball in their face hey whoa <laughs> hopefully none of those people are watching this right now ryan oh, holy shit i didn't i i laughed it off and said hey you better watch it kid well amongst all of these rules some things might be forgotten and the thing that i'm tired about and this happened a lot from work to me like doing job searches i don't know what it is about gmails that don't get used a ton where things that are important get categorized away from the main inbox. It's not just the thing you and I are coordinating on right now. It's happened before, and I'm so tired of it. Happens a lot. I don't like... Google is deciding for Ryan doesn't me. like Google. This is our stand <laughs> right now. No, no, you hear that, hang Google? On, hang on. Google's deciding for me what I think is... I think we can change per... I think we can change our categories, but... Default wise, it has like the updates, the primary, the social tabs and stuff. It decides for me. Usually it's pretty accurate, at least with the social stuff. But yeah, something's missed like everything randomly. on the I, I always check our email because we never really get anything. And sometimes it's like Sad. a little piece of candy. We get something. I'm like, oh, and I just like, you know, I'm gonna check the update set. We had like two things, three things. Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll get that stuff done. But and something spam too. Yeah, we, I mean, there's, there's always spam. You know, Dude, I get a lot of spam emails. on my personal account, and it's it's stuff. It's it acts like I signed up for things that I know I was never n- near. It's if someone were to look in that, they're like, "Man, this guy signs up for a lot of weird shit." Well, what happens is they send that to you, and then you click on it, and then it signs you up. They're yeah. sneaky. They're very sneaky. Or you, you know, get a virus. What else? You know, you know, you know what else is sneaky? Uh, ninjas. Well. They are. They tend to be. Okay, for some reason you said that, I just started thinking about Monster. I have 110 hours in that game right oh now. Oh my god. We're going, dude. I can't I am... put any hours in this week, unfortunately. I've been too busy. Now, have you gotten far at all? No. No, nah. I'm still working on it. Well, think about it this way. Monster Hunter right now is like my mainstay. I always have one thing I'm doing. You know that. I go in. That's true. Genshin was it for a long time, and now it's on the back burner. I'm doing like, you know, popping in and out every now and again, but it's Monster Hunter for now. They got another update coming at the end. But everybody's got their main thing. Sometimes you just want to do a side thing, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you just want to you go away from, from your main shtick, and then you meet up with some new people. You do a new thing. You have a good time, right? Yeah, or it's someone's first time doing something, or you want to experiment around, you know? I don't. The phrasing for all of this is bad. We're talking about one-shots this week. I just want to get that but out of here. But differently than last time. So we have talked about one-shots in the yes. past. And what I mean with one shots and whatnot is this is one of the first times me, I did a one shot the last week, last week. Yeah. And it feels weird because I've only been under Ryan's DM doodleage for an extended <laughs> period of time. Kenneth, who is on the Dungeon Chronicles, shout out to, oh, wait a minute. He's Ryan. 
he's he's Braxton. This is the Dungeon Crawl. We're talking about one shots. One shots, but Kenneth specifically, yes, characters and one shots. Yeah, because I, um, I have an issue, and he knows about it. Brian knows about it. Uh, where issues, I but... I know what I like to play. I know what I want to play as, right? And like almost to quote Ryan, I presented two builds, and it's the multi class. For this one shot, I'm trying something fancy. We're throwing Paladin in there. Yeah, it's not a Warlock. One of my options was a Paladin Warlock multi-class. The other one was a Sorcerer. Ryan was like, no, Sorcerer. No, bo- both the ones you presented were both Warlocks. One, with uh-huh. he- one was Hexblade, one was... Um... No. Yeah, it wasn't Shouldn't the other been. one also? Well, one? I was messing with them, so the time you clicked on it, it might oh, have messed oh, okay. up. But it was a... I don't know if it was aberrant sorcerer. No, it was celestial. Celestial. That's what it, that's it was. What celestial it was, yeah. sorcerer for like super focused healing and whatnot. But I was experimenting. I ended up going with warlock, but it's fine. And you'll notice a few things. Still, within, still tried something new though. Multi-class. It played entirely different than what I'm used to. That's what one shots are for. They are they. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I'm just kidding. This isn't, okay. this isn't good mythical morning, but uh, we've <laughs> tired ourselves out with, uh, I guess candle keep. So we're like, all right, what are some easy digestible topics? And I played my one shot and we're like, all right, I'm going to try to think of something that we're going to do during this one shot. And I realized I spent probably three hours thinking about what to do about my one shot character that the session's probably also going to be about three or four hours. It's like, dude, so I don't want you guys to have to go through that. You can spend as much as you want on character creation, but let's start, I guess at an earlier position for Ryan, because I know you've only been in one one shot or two. two. Mine that didn't two. finish, and then our players in your campaign that you run for me. Yes, correct? I've run a couple, um, but I've only been a player in two of them. And I think you got characters presented to you for both. Yes. So let's let's start fresh. For you, let's think about what you've done for Romano and the Dungeon Chronicles, our actual play podcast. Go check that mm-hmm. out if you guys want to. Go check it out. You made a character knowing you're going to play them for a long time, or supposedly, right? Ide- ideally, yeah. Ideally. So well, let's say, you know, Kenneth or I or somebody else, Jamie, was putting together a one-shot. How would you approach it differently? And you don't have to, like, have all the answers right now. I, I didn't need you to prepare stuff. I just want you to, like, genuinely, organically go through it right now. Like, how might you differently approach it? I would, like, starting-wise, if I knew I was playing one-shot, I would immediately try to make something I've never played before. Something fun. Something different. Um, mm. <laughs> now, before that, though, I, th- I think you bring up a, a, an interesting co- a concept um, for DMs. Is it better for your one-shot to make characters and present those as options to your players or to make them make stuff? Because, like you said, the two that I played in... Uh, there were options presented to me, and if you were to pick up, say, Minds of Fandelver, the the starter set for D anD D, granted it is the starter set, so this might be why they do that. But they have character sheets in there for you to just hand out to your friends and say, "Hey, pick one." Um, I think there's benefits and, and detriments to both. Benefits being that a, it's boom, you can just hop into the game, um, and you can also specifically tie in you're that character to the one shot and make them it's because i think we talked in our one shot episode it's harder to get players to care about one shots because you're in it for such a short amount of time yeah um but if you do that there's at least some 
connections. Like Braxton and I, and the one that we played, uh, we were both players. Uh, we had a, we were brothers, I believe, and so we oh, at yeah. least we at least had that connection um, to that kind of play off one. of each other. Yeah, that was fun. Um, and I think that's 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 cool. That's cool for DMs if they want to do that, but it's also a lot of extra work. Mm-hmm. So if I if I'm making my own player, my own player character, then I definitely yeah try to make something different, um, something a little off the cuff, something that obviously you still want to be with the group, but it's not something you have to like think about and say okay, well this person has to be willing to be with a group long term. I might just be a random mercenary that's like all right, I'm gonna go group up with these guys for a mission and then. You don't have to like everybody. You can get out of that mission afterwards. Um, I think that'd be my initial thought process. Trying to make something that I am uh, okay with experimenting with and trying something fun and weird. My experimenting and trying something fun and weird was not doing a solo warlock class. Yeah, I mean, multi-classing is still, it's something to, to try because it's yes. it's so much harder to do in an actual campaign because you feel like you're wasting like two or three levels until you finally get the juicy stuff. So you yeah. did like three levels of Paladin, three levels of Warlock, so you're kind of getting a little bit uh, like deeper into the multi-classing experience. Well, levels, that's the place to start. They're for every one shot, and we most likely mentioned this, and we mentioned it for all campaigns, of course, there should be a session zero or at least like an info drop. Hey, DM, what's going on? And somebody in our Discord, um, his tag, J-Dog, is how we call him. Congrats to him. He uh, did really well in this regard. Whenever we asked him, like, what levels are we playing at? What do we need to roll for our stats? He gave us all his, like, house rules, etc. And he he gave us our barriers, essentially. It was level six. And at that point, I know, you know, level six, like, solo class isn't going to be absolutely bonkers this is a time for me to be able to experiment because if I, in a campaign, like Ryan said, did a multi-class, you, if you're double dipping, it really feels like you're having your character's potency because you're split between two things, but you've got a lot of writing. Multi-classing is really something in a longer campaign you would do near the end. Just like, yeah, I'm kind of getting bored as a rogue. Let's add a little something extra into it. Yeah. Oh man, as a warlock getting extra, extra spell slots is juicy, but then you're stuck with level (laughs) one spell slots the entire time like I was. And it felt a bit weird, but it's all right. So that's the first place to start. And then from there, like it's kind of part hitting the books, literally like jumping into the classes and just kind of seeing what you gravitate towards. Or maybe you've got that side character that you are, you just, you're ready to do and your character in your main campaign is about to die. It hasn't happened yet. Like, you know what? Screw it. Bite the bullet and run them then. So maybe you have a reservoir of people to jump into. So for this one shot, my thought process when I jumped in is always, when I'm doing one shot, I want to make a min-max character. I want to make them as efficient as I can. This is an approach for everybody. You can definitely do what Ryan's, Ryan does a lot is, and make them unique, which can be insanely empower, powerful, or it can be, you know, kind of not powerful, but more fun, maybe. I don't quirky. know. Quirky. There's a lot of wonky things that you might have come across on subreddits. Like, go on forums and browse some of these weird combos and make sure your DM's okay with it, because you yeah, and try out some of the uh, DM skilled stuff or third party material that is focused on adding new classes or races and stuff. This is a good way to try out stuff and say, "Oh wow, yeah, I probably shouldn't use this in a campaign because it's actually pretty broken." Or, "Wow, this is really weak, so I'm not gonna ever want to play this class." Yeah, push boundaries for a one shot though, because your DM might be a bit more comfortable with you doing those sorts of game breaking oh, yeah. things. 
Yeah, like with my my one shots, I'm always about like a hundred percent. I mean, we do some rule of cool in our games for sure, but yeah, I, I'd push it even farther for one shots because oh, who cares, right? At the end of the session, no one's gonna be doing this anymore, so it's not a big deal. Yeah, and in a campaign, the party dynamic is already really important, but less so because your DM can adjust the encounters as they go along. But in a one shot. A lot of the time the DMs prepped a very good portion of it unless they're doing a 100% improv. So in my case, it was lucky. It's like you're playing Overwatch and everybody's jumped into their certain characters. I like filling in. I like filling in the gaps, figuring out what we need. D&D isn't super competitive. This isn't like, um, what is it? What's the old competitive thing they used to run at conventions? Dungeon League? What is it? Adventures League? Adventures League. It's not like that. It can be. But in my case... We had somebody doing a homebrew class that they made themselves. If you're interested in that, um, our good friend in the Discord as well made an entire witch class kind of based around hags at a coven. And they get different stuff. If you're interested in that, jump in our Discord. Link should be in the description of that. Uh, so I have no idea how that plays. They say it buffs a lot. It's supporting. All right. I probably want to do a DPS. My other player is a bard. I think they were a bard. He does he remember? He he did live through the the experience. It I did. Well, the reason shot. is they were entrapped in Everett's black tentacles for a large portion of the time, so it was kind of it was kind of rough. I ended up making my character um, a paladin, but kind of specking into more battlefield manipulation because I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Right? It's like. All of D&D is, D- is like this, but imagine your first playthrough in Dark Souls. A lot of people end up doing what, Ryan? I'm going to do a pop quiz for you. What do they end up doing in Dark Souls on uh, the first it's playthrough? It's like a hybrid strength and dex. Yep. And why? Why do you think? Uh, because you don't know what the other stats really do, I would say. That's I didn't true. Know what the other ones really did. And I, it seems so hard to kind of get magic and stuff going. So, you're like, all right, I'm just going to pick up the sword and go to town. Exactly, just being able to pick up stuff and go to town. You don't know what items are where, what requirements they have, what's going on. You can kind of get a feel in a campaign of where you're going because most of the time you lead the progression with the DM's guiding hand. You know you're going to go fight some, like, fish people. Maybe you want something that hurts fish people a little more. Maybe don't hurt fish people because they're good. they're good people too. They can be. In this case, uh, I had no idea what the hell this one shot was because literally all J-Dog had mentioned is a lot of people in this fishing town have been dying a lot. Okay. Sounds bad. And all I could get with, from that was like, okay, Lovecraft inspired? <gasps> I was wrong. I ended up being wrong. Damn. Um, but I made a character that could protect and alter the battlefield and prevent people from hurting others while also still dealing out damage. I found the slot that my character could fit into to assure that we didn't die because our DM said combat is going to be kind of rough. And Ryan, oh my god, don't play in J-Dog's games because his combat is going to eat you in the booty. I I see. that That's the thing about one-shots, though. They can be harder than an actual campaign because if someone dies, who cares? Yeah. Obviously, you don't want them to die in like the first encounter because then they're out for the whole session unless you just say, hey, let's roll up another one for you real quick. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say definitely boss fights and stuff in one shots. Crank up that difficulty. For DMs, listen to what we're saying about players too and do the exact same thing. Mess around with builds. Have some weird, you know, for example, you could have a 
a creature that stuns people. Then there's a, a will-o'-wisp in there that can suck out their life in a second. You know, fun fun stuff like that. So toss, toss in some weird ideas and counters that you might be holding on to and then uh, let loose with it. Yeah. And uh, in our case, he had a homebrew lich. And if you... We're level six, Ryan. So yeah. we, we hear lich and at least me and Koss, who have played a great amount of D&D... And our other friend in Discord as well, who's really new to it. I'm super glad he's giving it a shot. Uh, I'm like, J-Dog? A lich? He goes, it's okay, I promise. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about here. So he kept going, uh, and he, he like chunked out some of the levels. Just imagine a lich as if they weren't like level 20 or something. They don't have all of their spells, etc. But within this one shot, uh, whenever it started, it was really hard to get into it. For the same reason Ryan mentioned earlier... Because it's like you're not invested in a bunch of stuff. That hook has to be amazing. Uh, and it kind of started in media res, which J-Dog did really well. But for me, and Ryan knows this, I get I check out so easily, so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what I could have done better, God damn it, what I could have done better is um, giving my character kind of triggers for personality quirks or things that they want to do. So whenever you're making like your ideals and stuff, and I would almost say this is when you maybe should bring alignment back in looking at Ryan's face. Okay. Hey, Ooh, what are your thoughts on bringing alignment in for one shots as a character? Why do you think I like bring a, it up? Just for like a very quick, uh, you know, compass to yeah. put you on. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. if you're playing something that you're like uncomfortable with, um, you know, I always do, chaotic neutral because that's the sign that you don't want to play with uh what's it called alignments i just want to do whatever it's like okay i get it you don't want to be tied down to one thing that's when you understand but for me i wanted to do a lawful i think i did a lawful neutral character which isn't outreaching a bunch but i wanted to make it to where if there was an evil doer or an undead i would aggressively kill them or try to hunt them down or put them to rest because i was a paladin i had rights uh Another thing is that I was playing a paladin, so I had these constricted things to follow these. What, what is it? The oaths. The oaths. Uh, it was against violence. So I realized that like halfway and I had to restick myself to it. But it put me in this really interesting situation when we were on this boat and we were trying to steal this crate. Um, and I did. What was it? What's it called? Detect good and evil. And randomly out of nowhere. Uh, J-Dog is like, yeah, those two guys uh, like 30 feet away from you that are playing cards that your friend ran by, yeah, they're undead. And I went, huh? And we had the the cart and we were ready to get out. And I just said, you know what? Nope, those guys are undead and I need to go take care of them right now. And they're like, you're going to compromise the mission right now? So that's the kind of stuff that makes it a bit more fun. Like putting wrenches in it, uh, sticking that, you know, tire iron in your bicycle on yourself. It, it makes it a bit more fun. Yeah. Not I mean, like purposefully, why- but... Sure, also but that's why the benefit of um, like a DM giving you characters, like when we played our one shot and we were brothers, I said mm. the our, our our friend gave us purposes and, and reasons why we were going on this adventure, and we were all kind of we all kind of had our own motives and stuff, so we're, we're kind of like trying to backstab each other the whole way too. It was really interesting, and it added for some. It kind of got us through that awkward early stage of oh my really gosh yes. caring about it because we do if you're i mean you know kind of getting into your character if you if you get into your character and you have the purpose in front of you yeah i'm, I'm already invested i, I want to go to this place 
Granted, you as the player may not care as much, but if you're a good role player, you kind of got to go along with it. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. It's have you ever played Secret Hitler? I have. You have? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So just a quick explanation is somebody is Hitler and amongst the groups of people that you're playing. I promise it's fun. And then some people are fascists who are trying to get Hitler elected. And then there are the liberals who do not want that to happen. A bunch of interesting things can happen between. But if Hitler enacts three fascist laws, he wins. And if three or a certain amount of liberal, blah, blah, blah. Basically, you don't want fascist laws to be enacted. It's super interesting because nobody knows who Hitler is and they want to get him to be in this position of power. So there's a lot of like initiative on part of the players without like actually caring about these sorts of things. Some manipulation going on. And it's fun stuff. It gets heated, man. And like, just think about people playing any sort of card game or board game where everything's established that one of your friends has their piece that they always love to play as, and it's got their own little traits haunted house on something, something Hill betrayal. Know? Hill. Yeah. Yeah. That game is super fun too, for that reason. Um, I love making my own character, but I mean, if you have this question, if you typed in Google, what character is good for a one shot? Take a step back and say, hey, DM, do you want to make characters for us? Yeah, every one shot I've ever ran. Actually, it's not true. Every one shot I've ever ran that I was I wanted to run. I I made, char- I made characters for people. There was one one shot. Um, I'm a toss Braxton under the bus here. Oh, shit. There was one one shot where uh, we were going for a session. We were still personal a time ago. And we we're going to be a session, and he was unable to make it. I don't remember exactly what came up. It was but the one time I've never made it. I, yeah, something happened. I don't know. Um, but so we we decided, I, for, if I recall, there's something going on for his character in the game. I don't remember exactly. But so regardless, I decided to run a quick one shot. Um, and so the players that I was with um, made their own characters real quick. And we had it was kind of a rough one shot. Um but uh, it was because it was so much off the cuff. I I, I kind of grabbed a, a, a adventure off in, in a book nearby um, and quite tried to run it. Um, but uh, the other one shots that I've done where I like made characters. It was in the history of my homebrew world. I uh, made characters and gave characters to people. Um, and though I've done one that was still in the history of my world, but the characters made their own, and so we we're able to kind of. I'd spend like about five minutes with each character, each player on their own and say, all right, so this is how we're going to tie you into it. This is why you care about this. Just to get everyone invested before we all meet up in the tavern, you know, and start the adventure. Yeah. Um, I'd say you want to start with some combat too, something off the pretty yeah, quick to get people jump straight into it and create like a yeah. memory or two for people to chat about. Cause if you just jump into it, you yeah. got to give one hell of a description as a DM. Yeah. It's it got to people- be some powerful. Yeah. And if if you've got a DM saying, hey, make your characters, let's do this, uh, almost be the one in your group to suggest, hey, if we do make characters, can you give us a couple of things that you write into our characters that can get us involved immediately in there without just giving, like, no backstory? Because, again, having even just one thing to hammer into, just the one desire you have, going back to our character uh, creation and backstory episodes... Sure. Super, super potent. And another thing that uh, kind of leans into potency is combat. Ryan mentioned it a moment ago. It's a big part of one shot. Sometimes it's all of the one shot. Yeah, most of them are dungeon crawly. Yeah. Like if if you want to avoid the problem altogether of needing to have motivation and you just want to go mechanically through Dungeons and Dragons, 
Um, you're going to run into stuff with spells. You're going to need to pick some spells. And it can be very hard to pick spells unless you're a class that, you know, can prepare stuff on a day and they have access to all the spells. But wait a minute. Hold on. One shot's only one day. Usually, so you're going to yeah. need to pick all your spells anyways. So, Ryan, do you want to brainstorm what kind of spells these people might want to take if they have the option to make their character? What would be good for a one shot that is going to be like one day of D&D? Like there might be one short rest, one long rest. Well, first thing, ask your DM about how, you know, percentage of the session, what do you think is going to be combat or, or you know, RP stuff? And nine times out of ten, I would say the DM's going to say, oh, it's going to be about half and half. Because that's kind of the default DM answer. Um, so then that makes it even tougher to decide. I would, I would always lean for a little more combat-y. Uh, focus spells than RP based spells, but I also prefer less RP based spells in my normal game anyway, because we do so much actual role playing. Um, mm. So I, I don't know. It's a it's it's a tough tough thing to try to decide because you don't want to waste a spell. If you, you don't want to grab a bunch of spells, then you there's like two or three that you just don't touch that whole time. I remember um, when there was a one shot going on in our Discord a long time ago. Uh, someone said they were. They brought a bunch of social encounter spells, and there was a bunch right. of combat. Um, and you don't want you don't want, you don't want to be that guy who's so excited to play D and D, and you come and you can't help out in combat. Yeah, it does suck. So you really do need to like if your DM's giving you the culture, like mm, you go wait to find out. Mm-mm, no, you reel it back and say like realistically, if I if I picked all. RP spells and no damage, they might go, okay, yeah, you'd be screwed, you know? Um, so that's why multi-classing is so good because you are prepared for a lot of different stuff. But if you're going four spells, um, I'm a I'm a big proponent of concentration spells, man. They're big value, and a lot of the time they stay active for quite some time for you sure. to figure out what the heck is going on. Now, the problem is if you've got one going on, it's working really well for you. Don't forget, if you cast another concentration spell, it's gone. Not even that. I mean... Praxin saw firsthand if you're facing somebody that does a lot of damage, your concentration might go by in a turn. You don't even have so, a choice. Yeah, so be careful. So be careful on those. Um, but I mean, you can't really go or wrong. Counter spell. With... Oh boy, I tweeted about Honestly, that. Honestly, if you're doing if you're doing a one shot as a take player, I'd probably recommend counter spell. I mean, hell, if you're a player in any game, probably counter spell is a good choice. And of course, I mean, it's very similar to regular play, but if you're going combat focus centric, if you're a warlock and you don't take Aldrich Blast and put Agonizing Blast on there, you're going to regret it. But feel free to break the mold, do whatever you want. Go listen to our our spell episode, our magic episode. Uh, We we did a couple episodes where we talked about each school of magic, our favorite uh, spells in those schools. Then we even did an episode on just the best ninth level spells. So if you're doing a really high level one shot, then definitely go check out that one too. Yeah. And if you know you're going to be doing some stealthing or anything like that it really can't hurt if one of your players has charm person or like even just a single use of it because it's almost to get a jail free card for a certain Pass amount of time a trace anything like that like you, you're gonna want it's such a one strong or two. spell man pass plus 10 to your stealth roll my god you can still roll a 10 well i guess uh, theoretically it's an 11 or a one for your lowest unless you have a minus to it but that's neither here nor there basically spells that happen immediately and have a very high value to them itself well braxton let's throw it on its head for a second throw okay it. let's let's take 
take the proverbial baby of one shots and toss it for a second. Gone. So you are going into, uh, let's say COVID's over. I know what a, what a fantasy world that is, right? Getting there. COVID's, COVID's gone. You're, or maybe you're all vaccinated finally. You're, I don't know. Actually, never mind. Forget what I just said because what I'm going to say is going to forget it. Okay. So you're, COVID's over, right? It's back in the old Ooh. days. Uh, all the black and white photos, you're going back in time, and you decide, hey, Braxton, I'm going to go to a local game store today. They're, they're having some D&D stuff going on. I'm going to go over. I don't want to play Adventures League, and I heard there's a, like, you get to the game store, and you hear a guy say, hey, I'm wanting to run into one shot for you people. You know nothing? You know nothing about it. What do you what do? You do? How, how do you build your character? Dang. Not even build your character, but like... RP wise, I mean, what, what do you do? Do you, I mean, do you take what we said and just do the same stuff? Obviously, you can't ask the DM stuff unless he's available for you to talk to. You got two paths, and I think it's the same thing, honestly. One path is you make the truly versatile character that can heal themselves, because realistically, you can't trust anybody at that point. This is the True. cynical route. You make it to where you can do damage. Maybe it's it's a it's a, a paladin. It's just one of the most versatile classes to have in there. So you multi-class with Paladin or something. You toss a Ranger or an Artificer or uh, something else in there that works really well together. Focus on Artificer. Uh, I think about it if I'm doing a one-shot. I think we did have an Artificer. That's what uh, Dark Champion was. But focus on your stats. I mean, don't make them too astronomically overpowered because you never know if the DM's going to be okay with that. So maybe like two of your stats around like 17, 18. Focus there. And make it an all-rounder. Or screw it and hope things work out and make your fantasy character that you've wanted to play and just jump in there's like hey guys here's my character throw it in your dm's face and say hey does this look okay know your big pain points for your character i'd say a safe route for stats as well uh because i know there's some people that freak out about that type of stuff 46 minus one well yeah but the problem with that is uh, people can be asses about it if he show up with a crazy big uh, stat block. But what I'm saying is you just use the standard array or, or point by. Yeah. Um, but if you do get that asshole who does care that much, it's like, oh, my dude, this is ridiculous. You have all you know plus three to your stats. That's that's that's, that's fucked up, bro. Find a different table. You don't want to play that yeah. guy anyway. That sounds like an ass. Yeah. And then in the role play side of things. Again, just come up with those very simple desires that you think could be fulfilled in a one shot. Like, I want to get all the gold all the time ever. If somebody's offering gold, I don't care what it is I'm doing. It Make your character have a very direct sure, desire. That's a good point. And then you're done. You're good. You want all the magic items. You want to kill everything. I'd also say everything. one shot, specifically the way I'm talking about them at local game stores and stuff. We did an episode a while back on um, dealing with problem players and like breaking up with your players. That type of stuff... I'd say elevate it by 10 for local game store one shots because you're going to come across some really terrible experiences. But Kenneth is a very good um, example of this. He found most of his players from doing local game store stuff like that. Then they all left the game store like, let's just play together Um, because there there are some good people that come to those things. Um, But it's I mean, you're really getting everybody you and you have no filter on who's coming and who's not. So be prepared don't be afraid to just get up and walk away if yeah. if you're if you're getting pissed off at something that's going on if you got a dm that's really railroading you guys down a one-shot path then and you're not having a fun time or they're 
gimping your character because they don't understand the rules or something or they they understand it just in the way they want things to work just get out of there mm-hmm. you, yeah you, no commitment you're better than that yeah literally my character gets up runs out of the dungeon and leaves and so do i vanish into a cloud of brimstone yeah. poof so i think that's i mean we probably should have started with that too and i didn't even realize because i am not the most comfortable around strangers all the time i so I used to go to some of the local game stores. I've never DM'd or played at them, um, but I, I talked to one of the guys there. He was like, hey, you should come DM sometime. Like, they pay you with, like, in, in-store credit, and I, I told him no. I said, I'm not doing that, <laughs> and he was like, why? And I told him a lot of the horror stories I've heard and seen from it, and I, a lot of the ones also force you to do Adventures League, and I don't want to do Adventures League, so it's... I don't think I could deal with the metagaming. Yeah, I feel like I'm crapping all over local games for stuff, but trust me, there, there's, there is some benefit. There are some good parts that come out of the LGS type stuff, but it's just something to be aware of, I would say. Well, you could, I mean, if you wanted to do that, you could try to set it up to where, hey, local game store, can I run a survey? And you, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Maybe you don't have to pay this this DM, but can I run a survey and people, if they want to join... They put their stuff in the hat, and I select the players that I want just to make it a bit safe. You could do that. Well, it's kind of there's two different versions of LGS kind of D and D playing. There's some where you have to pay if you're a player, you have to pay like five dollars to get involved, and those are probably a little more. Uh, I don't want to say exclusive, but you know, there's not as many just random guys walking off the street and be like, "Hey, I'll play D and D today. Why not?" Um, and then there's the like I just said, the opposite side where it's completely free. You just come in, show up at you know Friday at six PM. That might be a little bit more wish washy. So it's it's something to investigate if you really do want to play one shots uh, or get into D and D. I recommend at least investigating your local game store. Probably I guess that once COVID's over would probably be a little better option for that. But I know a lot of the ones around where we live um, host them on the weekends uh, or will. So yeah. it's it's something to look into. Just be aware that you might get some some weirdness there but um it's so it's interesting there's there's characters i'm excited to play as and builds that interest me but a lot of the fulfillment i get out of D that one shots often can't offer is that rp and character development yes it's not like a, a a fancy deck of magic the gathering that i've built from the gods and i've spent money on and i've got this wombo combo that i just want to get out there i mean you can certainly do that in D&D, but I think through this conversation, I realized, like, I would just prefer to be given a character as long as I'm comfortable with. I, I would, too. Like who they are. You know, it's not sipping any of my boundaries. I don't have to do a wonky, weird voice. The DM is not like you have to put this funny hat on. Dude, I don't want to put a funny hat on. Stop. I'll put it on. I'll be that See? character. He's that character. He'll do it. But that's that's super interesting. Well, one, sh- one shots and Adventures League are definitely built for a certain type of people. And I say one shots along the lines of uh, at game stores and stuff that just people show up and decide, hey, I'll, I'll join in for this person's game. They're much more focused on, I'd say, the mechanics and stuff than the RP. Adventures League is fun in the fact for, I think, Brax, I think you would get a kick out of it besides the RP part of it just because you're able to slowly cultivate like the min max best character because you can take that one character to every adventures league game that you go to um so it's 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 interesting but it's it's definitely for a very specific type of player yeah if if a game was solely combat i could definitely do that but otherwise i don't know there's two sides of D D, and we really haven't explored like 
the sole combat like design this stuff and we're definitely not experts on being able to talk about it. maybe we should maybe we should learn more figure that out it's just that's just not what i enjoy no hey, maybe we should dip into really? just straight combat no i mean not just straight combat like there can be moments in game where there's like a trap you need to coordinate in character on like hey hey man there's a trap don't step on it you say that in character i mean there's that is yeah, that not, is a- not rustle your jimmies no, I like that. That's that's like RP. Some that's like yeah. RP and stuff. What do you I mean, mean? You know, there's gonna be games, like, but not uh, when I mean RP. I mean like RP. Like y'all are crying at the table. At, <laughs> you know, little Johnny just died. You know, I either want little that Johnny. or flipping on its head, and it's like two percent RP and ninety eight percent combat. If I'm running a game with people who know their spells and combat, one round happens like bam 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 just as if i was playing fire emblem and i know all, See, all my get, units are I and we're done bored at the at, at combat that i don't think is important um that's why i try to like for our games i try to make combat at least mean something like you might not understand it at first but then it's like a story that happens about it later or something but like if i'm a player and i'm in a just straight combat for me i just don't well, i mean it. change the context from there is rp and there can be combat to care about flip it on its head and it's truly just mechanical marvels like you you really are deriving satisfaction from a strategy game the strategy part of it sure so the the engagement is dm is expecting you to just not be able to overcome this combat and you've got to prove them wrong with your powerful character and your teamwork that's tomb of horrors my friend tomb of horrors oh mr gygax uh, tomb of horrors is that the pre pre strong thing no, Tomb of Horrors was the those the uh, dungeon that has since been recreated and added to. Um, oh, what's the uh, uh, t- uh, Yawning Portal? Uh, I don't remember what the what the whole title is, but Yawning Portal book. Um, and Tomb of Horrors, Gary Gygax created because he just got pissed off at guys that were oh, at, at that. conventions that were like, "Yeah, I can. I, I'm so badass. I can take on any anything you put in front of me." He's like, "Okay, I'll put well, this in front of, of you." Well, if you're of the coast and you made Magic the Gathering. Next to Yu-Gi-Oh, which is the most like janky card game ever, Yu-Gi-Oh is wacky, right. dude. Don't play, don't play Yu-Gi-Oh. Expect I knew a guy time. that was uh, I was pro in Yu-Gi-Oh for a little bit. That doesn't mess around. Those games can end immediately. That like, guy's crazy. Oh boy! But you know, I find that interesting because J Dog's combat in the one shot that we did, um, as a paladin, I had a lot of protection spells, and it was interesting because uh, with that specific path that paladin they couldn't protect themselves so it was constantly like i'm just gonna block it on me and then i realized oh wait okay these guys are trapped in everett's black tentacles i was enlarged by one of the characters who was succeeding on con saves by while getting beaten down by these tentacles i went can i give them full cover by sitting in front of them and i do i do it and then the dm goes okay braxton now you've got to have a save a strength save against these tentacles because i just willingly walked into it and didn't realize that but i'm enlarged so i've got advantage on strength checks and saves it was just like boy really satisfying itself in and of itself and eventually it ended up well I guess I can tell you this. I might use my one-shot character, and this is one of my recommendations when you're making a one-shot character, is if you're a DM and something interesting happens, use them in your game at some point. Do a little callback. For me, my character uh, was a paladin, like like of good faith, of something that was not evil. And they were also a warlock. So it's like an interesting 
like duality there and a portal ends up opening because of a wild magic effect of a of an artifact of the phylactery we're trying to destroy a portal opens up to the shadow felt i grab the lich bring them in the portal not not, not the best idea but the lich dies there okay and it closes on me so now i've got my one shot character just perusing through the shadow fell maybe you know my well, players run across the second one shot right there man how cool is that? Escape was, from the Shadowfell. Exactly. It was kind of interesting, too, because there was a poison cloud there, and our DM ruled that I needed to get out of two rounds of poison damage to successfully do this. So my character could have died, but I managed to get out. It was a good time. So you can have stuff like that. If you if you put the effort into your character, combat can be really satisfying, or the one-shot can just end, and you all can go home and have a nice ice cream or something. I don't have ice cream at home, man. I have I, uh, froyo. cookies from Panera Bread, and I'm going to eat them cookies are good shit and it's gonna be a good time anything else no man i so uh, i thought it was braxton earlier but we've been kind of jumping around and considering uh doing these kind of shorter i mean we're still at like 45 minutes now it's not like super short but um there's some topics that we've kind of tossed around before for the podcast and be like well we probably can't do a full episode on this and we've been kind of considering trying to mix that up a little bit and even if we can't do a full hour we might still do some of these smaller uh interesting kind of topics just to i don't know because it's still it's still good to talk about this type of stuff yeah and still get off the table um so i think we're gonna start trying to mix those into the running every so often and like the monster stuff if we want to bring those back those would almost certainly be shorter episodes as well well, there's a monster stuff soon for sure hell yeah you know, I thought this was going to be a way more in-depth topic, and then it always just ends up, you know, have a session zero, do what you want to do, and don't be we a dick. You can't have a session zero for one-shots. Uh, and you can, yeah. but it'd be kind of weird, wouldn't it? In theory, just say, hey, DM, what are we doing? What's going on? What's happening? Anything and I like, anything I don't like. sometimes your one-shot turns out to be a three-shot. It's a, it's an unwritten law of one-shots that often, often they... I haven't done one that's a one shot. I've every one shot I've ever ran, I had to cut it. I had to like uh like remove a room to make sure we finished in time. Yeah, I don't know how to J Dog did it somehow. It ran like six hours, which is on the longer side for D D novices. Long. Yeah, it was long. And one of our players is um not on the same side of the earth as we were, and it was like way, way into the morning, like almost like morning morning like wake yeah, up i try to end mine around five hours max i cannot do anything longer than that it, it was getting it rough but the combat me. got so engaging that we were just like oh, we gotta do it we gotta finish it we gotta get going just like we have to today if you want to chat with us on the social media you can reach out to us at dungeon call pod both on twitter and the instagram uh, if you want to get lost in our gmail the dungeon call pod at gmail.com is where that goes i will try to find you i promise like a hay in a needle stack or a needle in a haystack. Maybe you're the one I don't want to find. I don't know. We have a Discord that I've mentioned several many times throughout this episode. It's in the link tree in the description of anything that you're listening to. And what do you mean, Braxton? Well, maybe you're on maybe you're on Spotify. Maybe you're on YouTube at the Dungeon Crawl YouTube channel. Search the Dungeon Crawl pod on YouTube. Find us there or stick with the audio version. Whatever you want to do. We also have a actual play podcast, an actual play Whoa. podcast known as the Dungeon Chronicles. Link to that is also in the link tree, but I'm the DM there. Ryan plays a character that's, um, he yelled once 
at one of my NPCs to get him beer on I the table. Know I don't know if I'd say yeah. It was but... a very stern, why isn't there beer? Like, I don't know what it was. Wait, but if you want to yeah. go see that episode, the seventh one just came out. Catch yeah, up well, the episode to that he's talking about comes out this week, so go check oh, it shit. out. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I like Ryan, I've never seen Ryan get like angry or like super assertive like that in a like a like an aggressive way. And I was just everybody was like <laughs> That's called a role playing, everybody. So if you want to see that good role playing, go check it out. And you can see Ryan um, uncharacteristically be in character. I don't know if that that's a, that's a phrase. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna step out of here. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave in the theory. Yeah, I'm I'll let here. someone else in here for a minute. Um yeah, he's gone, everybody. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna have uh, my good friend here say this next part for me. <clears throat> Hello, this is Salty from the Dungeon Chronicles. Uh, I just wanted to make sure you all head over to Apple Podcasts and and go to uh, type in the Dungeon Crawl Podcast. Yeah, that's right, Salty. Good job, man. I appreciate it. And then hit the five star button and write it write them five stars. I love this podcast. It is so good. It's my favorite. Head out down to the uh, to the, the where you type down and yeah, say say your say your catchphrase, Salty. Yeah, say. Here comes Salty. <laughs> Down below. Yeah, yeah, that's sick, dude. That's perfect. Uh, oh. oh, Salty's heading out. See you, uh, guys. See you next time for the Dungeon Chronicles next week on Monday. I not that at all whatsoever. Yeah, Salty just said a good point there. Uh, well, it should be live next Monday. Um, oh, my God. On the Dungeon Crawl Network Twitch channel. So go check it out, guys. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're swamping to that. Yeah. Holy heck. Dude, that one got me. I think that's my favorite one of all time. <laughs> Is there anything else that we forgot? I don't know. Might have something fun coming next week. Something really cool. Something you guys Yeah, we'll see. Expect. And then we're planning on doing a um, class episode sometime soon. If there's a specific class that you want us to cover, then send us a message. Hop in the Discord, whatever. If not, we'll just roll a D8. How many classes are there? Uh, including Artificer, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Roll a D D9. D9. And uh, see what comes up. Yeah. So we'll figure it actually, out. I guess it, actually D8, because we did one of them. Oh. Didn't we do two of them? No, we just did Wizard, I think. Damn, we did the most boring one first. But we did Wizard, and then we got hung up on spells. We did spells for like two weeks, three weeks, spells actually. Spells were fun. Because we realized we hadn't talked about spells yet. We'll save for War Warlock for last, and then I'll flop on my face oh, no. when we do it. It's not going to be as good as you guys think it would be. Warlock, good. Episode, oh, what if we just did that? Warlock, we, good episode what, over? Yeah, just Warlock, But we good. spent multiple episodes saying how terrible the Warlock is. Warlock, bad. Episode over. Well, no, Warlock, good. Asterix, maybe. Maybe. Sometimes. Maybe. And we're maybe a dungeon crawl. Thanks for calling with us. He's been Ryan. He's been Braxton. This is the year of the crawl. Sorry, damn it. You're the dungeon. I, I don't think we've gotten time. that right a single time. Holy shit. One day. I, I, I even think about it, too. I'm like, all right, I got to make sure I say this right. It's and a tradition then, now. I guess so. See you sometime in the future. Nope. We'll see you next week. Same time as always. We'll, we'll see you next week. Same time as always. Okay, bye. <laughs>